When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Well, hello there, and welcome to episode 58 of Potterooney. And you know that Potterooney is sponsored by Jack Cody's craft beer, Jack Cody's from Drada. One of the nicest craft beers that you will set your eyes on or taste with your taste buds. It is brewed in Drada using the water from the lovely Boyne. And the Boyne is exactly what I'm walking beside right now. On my left is the Boyne, the River Boyne, and on my right there's a canal. So it's a bit windy, so sorry about that. But I'm out walking the dogs, I've got my daughter here, and um, on this episode of Potterooney, again we have two people interviewed that I uh, met when I was over at the Edinburgh Fringe and I know that's a few weeks ago now and I know that um, yeah it's a little bit out of time but it's very difficult to get these podcasts out when I'm going up and down and all over the country and um, anyway these two uh, guests are brilliant the um, Maureen Lamb both of them are have Irish connections but are not not uh, not from Ireland or not haven't grown up in Ireland so Maureen Langan born in New York City and both her parents Irish um, and um, well of Irish descent although her mother I believe is actually was born in Ireland and uh, and Darren Walsh grew up in London and both his parents from Ireland as well and they were both doing shows at the Edinburgh Fringe um, so well I mean all that uh, will uh, come up in the podcast you will find out exactly what they did and all that um so uh well since the last podcast has gone out oh well, yes i had some great reaction from uh b dolan and paul curry paul curry who will be playing in my little club called odd mollies in four days time now as i'm recording this but uh next thursday thursday the 29th of september um and uh Yes, and B. Dolan, the man I interviewed in the last podcast, won the best poem of Edinburgh Fringe. So there you go. I was on, I had my finger on the pulse, you'd have to say. The pulse of the poetry pulse of the Edinburgh Fringe. Which is a pulse that very few people even bother with, but I had my finger on it. Yep. And um, since then, of course I've... Uh, since the electric picnic which I was talking about in the last podcast I've been up and down the country and I did a great show up in um, no I'm not saying I did a great show but I was involved in a great show uh, up in Bundoran in the Great Northern Hotel at um, Colin Murphy Sharon Mannion and Kevin McAleer and I haven't seen Kevin McAleer if anyone oh yeah he's he's interviewed on an episode of this podcast but I hadn't seen him uh uh, live for quite a while and uh it just blew me away again he's just an amazing comedian with a style and a, a material that is so original and he just uh delivers it in such a deadpan brilliant manner it's it's amazing it's just fantastic if you haven't seen him or if you haven't heard of him look him up and if you haven't seen him go and see him and uh, I will be doing another show with him in Nace in the Osprey Hotel on the 11th of November. The same show with Colin Murphy, Sharon Mannion and Kevin McAleer. That's a good one. Um, uh, I was down in Mackens down in Wexford. And the, the f- opening night of a new uh, comedy club 
in her beautiful little room upstairs in Mackin's bar. It'll be a monthly, at least at the beginning, it'll be a monthly comedy club. I was up there with John Cleary. John Cleary was brilliant as well. And um, I'm down again in Wexford uh, on the 30th of October with the Furthest Head Show in the Spiegel Tent. And that night we're going to do the comedy show and afterwards I'm going to sing with the band The Afters doing uh, all the kind of 80s stuff and uh, Proud of Ted related stuff so yeah that'll be uh, brilliant I'm looking really looking forward to that and uh, so yeah that's uh, that's what I've been up to and I did a kids show then in Newbridge which was great crack it just went mental because I don't really know how to do a kids show I don't have material uh, maybe one or two things but it's not the same as doing a normal actually the opposite of doing a normal gig because I guess at a normal gig you would kind of want the audience to like listen and laugh and um, not interact quite that much maybe a little bit but uh, at a kids show you encourage heckling you would encourage them to shout and and uh, in fact not sit back and laugh because what makes so you you actually do the opposite. You turn a, a kids show into what you would hate if you were if you're doing an adult show. Just loads of people shouting. Um, so ah uh, yeah, they're brilliant because you can't plan them, and the things that they'll the things that children say, but it's true because they will just say just random stuff, which is like the girl at the front. There was a girl called Jasmine, and she just said, "My father is a shoe." And my mother is a banana, just as a matter of fact. Um, and that's just when, and that's I was at the very that's just when I was just after I've been on for about two minutes. I just when when you hear that, you just go, okay, this is going to be crack. There's no one going to be here. There's no one. How come kids can totally go with surrealism, and then how come we grow up as adults and then just find. You know, if you're trying to, if you're, if sometimes the, the adults just can't go with you if you're kind of going all a bit weird. And yet, every, pretty much every child will go with you no matter how, the weirder you get, the, the um, more they're into it. They just want madness. They want you to describe a world that is just ridiculous. I was the other children's gig where it ended up saying that our penguins were all just small giraffes wearing penguin suits and kids will just go with that they're in their mind that you can they're thinking that they're, they're ah oh, well any so there you go so you know if you could just if you could just hold on to a little bit of that child in you I think it would be absolutely great well I'm gonna um uh, let you listen to the podcast now and uh, again I've done a little bit of musical intro introology on this one uh, as I did on the uh, previous one and I, it is slightly I must say it is slightly in, I listened to uh, Adam Buxton's uh, uh, um, podcast and he, do, and he does sing some of the intros so I'm, I'm influenced I, I, I you know whatever but I'm not, I'm not copying I'm, I'm not paying homage Aha! Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, enjoy the uh, podcast and thanks for subscribing. And please tell your friends. Oh, by the way, give me a five star rating on iTunes. No other rating, just five. <laughs> That'll do. Thanks a lot. Okay. Well, have a listen. First up, it's Maureen Langan. I went to Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Walking up and down those cobblestone hills I met a lady from New York City In the bar of the York Place Hotel Maureen Langan Hi, thanks for taking time out. It's been a lot on me, Joe. Sorry? It's a lot on me. I know, I know. <laughs> You're great. You're very gracious to I'm chat beyond to gracious. Me. You're welcome. No, it's good to chat with you. So, uh, Maureen, you're from New York? 
I was born in New York, grew up about 25 miles outside of New York and New Jersey, and yeah. I live in Manhattan now, yeah. But I split my time between the West Coast and New York. Okay, and you've an uh, Irish background. So is it your um, father is actually Irish, first generation. Is that yeah, correct? my dad's parents are from Ireland, and um, mm. my mom is from Cavan. No, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. And I have Irish citizenship through my mom. That's brilliant. Mm. And uh, so uh, you, you talk a bit about in your uh, stand-up about the Irish mom and that yeah. kind of thing. I mean, it is, it is a kind of a critical type of upbringing, is it? I mean, I think that's how a lot of Irish people, the Irish mother kind of puts you down. Oh, yeah. So, oh, I la- in my act, I say that um, mm. my, like, my pet name was you good for nothing. And good pe- for nothing, yeah. yeah good was, for nothing. That was what I got growing you, up. Yeah. yeah and yeah. people say it's supposed to build character. And I say it built a lovely summer home for my Jewish therapist. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what it built. But, you know, yeah. no, she was tough. You know, she was very tough. Six kids and we didn't have a lot of money. My father liked to drink a bit and she had to be tough. She wanted me to get my education. And that's what my show's about, Daughter of a Garbage Man, mm. about she really pushed me to get my education. She didn't want me to be trapped having to wait tables with kids or something like mm-hmm. that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. that she put that down. She didn't. But she said you should have more options. And so when uh, you, you went to college then? And I did. The first of my family. Yeah? Yeah. And then when you left college, what did you do then? Was I was a journalist, TV oh. and radio journalist. All right, cool. Yeah, broadcast journalist. I made money once upon a time. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> and so uh, what brought you into stand-up? Why did you? Obviously, something was wrong with me one day <laughs> in my life. I used to say a gift from God. Now I say, I don't know. Um, no, because I was a journalist, and I would do, be very witty in the moment, and very fu- and I liked the outtakes better than the reports. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the wit. I like the wit the, in the moment, the connection. Mm. So I was working for Bloomberg, who was the mayor of New York. He had a TV and radio outlet. Yeah. And when he decided to run for mayor, I, I really was reeled in. And I thought, oh, this stinks. I was doing commentary, man on the streets, satirizing world news, celebrity interviews. And I really had to be much more staid. And they said to me, you could do reports on retirement accounts or something because they're very business oriented. Mm. And I said, I'd rather stick pins in my eye. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I started doing stand-up. And I thought if you apply the same level of professionalism that you do to broadcasting, mm that it would reward you. I didn't realize I was supposed to dance with poles while I had the body to do so. I didn't understand. I don't know how it is here for you guys, but in America, like they don't care about the craft of, of comedy. They just care how many Twitter followers you have. And if you're crafted and have Twitter followers, then you're golden. It's, yeah, I, I know what you mean. It, it is going a bit that way. And uh, Here? Um, I think here. Uh. Well, I mean, there's a few friends of mine who are about my age and are not on Twitter and not on Facebook. And yeah, you get kind of left behind. Like It's like, God, you've got to be out there. Not, not necessarily doing nothing amazing on Twitter. Just have a presence. There, just constantly putting up selfies. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I do try to post a lot, but I, I don't mind posting if I'm really connected to it or having fun in the moment. Mm. But people are like, Maureen, you have to accept these friends. You have to have these followers. But sometimes they're mental patients. And you're like, yeah. I don't want these freaks. Like, do I need this in my life? Yeah. Sometimes it's better to have a happy life than worry about all that, maybe. Maybe yeah, or, 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 or I mean, just the constant uh, self-examination that it takes to be constantly talking about yourself. I just, oh, I'm having a cup of coffee. Oh, I'm in Edinburgh. Look at me. This yeah, is, I'm not going to say my... anything else about myself. Let's talk about you now, Joe. <laughs> now, you were on a famous show, people told me. You were on Father Ted. We didn't uh, get that in the States. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that it wrong was... that I don't know all about your history? Could you tell me more? Well... It, yeah, well, it was big here, yeah. I know and, that. And I'm still, I, d- I did one episode, and I'm still living off the. You are. Off the fame of. <laughs> are you? Are you kidding me? It's, yeah, it's, it's. Oh, you it's, rap bastard! You did one. One episode. And you're still. Re- no, re- every day, someone comes up to me and goes, "Can I get a photo? I love that. I love." Wow, I I love I get, I'm that. just going to say it because everybody else does. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's fine. Oh, it's I don't nice. Mind. It's yeah, it is nice. Yeah. So you're still getting chunks it, of change to a certain extent. For a while, I was going, God, I mean, I did a lot of other stuff. But then you go, fuck. Who cares? I yeah. mean, whatever. Get them to follow you on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Aye, aye, aye. So have you ever been to Ireland? Have you ever done? Yeah, a lot of, I mean, yeah, I've worked, I did the Galway Comedy Festival. And oh. I, I've i performed in Dublin at the International. Oh, and have you? There was a place called Bankers that uh, a nice guy yeah. used to book. That's gone now. Yeah, I know. That's your fault, I think. Yeah, it's my fault. Ah, I just went blank on his name. Such a great guy. Uh, he drives uh, a cab. Uh, Peter Murphy. Peter, oh, what a doll. Yeah. yeah we went out for drinks after. Yeah. And I did Belfast, the Empire. 
Ah, yeah. Yeah, that was hard. That's a tough gig. That, that was very is. tough. Christmas week. The owner actually apologized to me. That Jackie? Jackie? Yeah, ha- what's his name? Hamilton. Hamilton. He yeah. was like apologetic. He goes, you deserve a better audience. It was a crazy audience. Uh, it's a tough, it's renowned. I think I had one of my worst deaths there in the in the Empire. Yeah, yeah and it was Christmas week. Everybody's like Santa Claus and getting bombed and... Yeah, they just get pissed, and and uh, they just—it's a weird place. It's like a big gallery. It's like a, you're in court or something, and there's a gallery. Well, I think it used to be a mm. church. Yes, somebody told me, but it's vacuous like that. Yeah, so that's hard. But I like to go. By. I've never been to Kilkenny. Have you? I've done, yeah, the Cat Last Festival. Yeah. You mean? yeah, I can't yeah. get in. I can't break that. Oh, uh, uh, there's two new guys running it now, so get in there. Yeah, but it's you'll have to hook year. me up. You have I to will you try. Don't try. Tell them that you're. I get on. myself hooked up first, and if get, I'm yes. Hooked, then yeah. I'll work That's on what you got to do. Tell them who you are. They'll know. <laughs> they know about Father Ted and the new say my would, cousin Maureen. <laughs> would you like to make a plea here on this podcast? <laughs> well, not even a plea. They're missing the boat. They should welcome the Irish American who worked hard to get her citizenship. And no, you know what it is? They go through big agents and managers who promote their people. And I don't have any big shots like Sometimes. pushing me through. No, 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 no. no. In keep, America, keep, they don't? Uh, I, I, I'll tell you, email them. I do, will. Do. I will. Thank you. What's your show about For my here career in, advice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Email him, Maureen. Get away from me. Email him. My show in is... In Edinburgh. Huh? Yeah, your Edinburgh show. What's uh, it? It's called Daughter of a Garbage Man. Mm. And it is about being raised by a Bronx-born dad, son of Irish immigrants, my Irish mother, being five siblings I have. So we were told you work hard and life will reward you. Mm. But that's bullshit. It's rewarding the Kardashians. But then I take people behind the jokes and go on a journey of who my parents were like who's to blame for the Kardashian culture is it my father is it my mother or is it America like why don't I have that success who who is to blame so I blame yeah. those three entities and then of course reconcile it because ultimately all you can do is walk in your own shoes and yeah. I make a joke that being the daughter of a garbage man I have walked in other people's shoes because yeah. uh, you're not supposed to judge unless you've walked in other shoes and I have yeah, but it's yeah. really about wanting other people's lives and thinking it's better and then ultimately all you can do is walk in your own shoes to be the person you're meant to be so yeah. It goes deeper than and the jokes. Isn't it something about being a comedian, though, that you will have uh, started off in the clubs with people who could go on to be millionaires? And, I have. And Amy Schumer. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, I have too, probably. Yeah. Dara Breen or people like that. And and it's kind of, some, and to a certain extent, I don't know if it's random or is it, but any of it, it's just weird that that, that happens. Yeah. And that can, to certain comedians, that can drive them crazy. They can get bitter that they, it wasn't them. You know? Yeah, no, I, I'm on the brink of bitterness. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now, nah, you know what I'm really... I, yeah. I, I think there's a time maybe I was frustrated by it because I did think it was about talent. And I do think some mm. people soar because of their talent. But there's certainly people who are ushered through. And, mm. you know, whether you are or you aren't, like, this is the whole point of my show. It's like, all you can do is be who you are and who you're meant mm. to be. What else can you be? And I think part of the reason I wrote the show is because there's other layers than just the funny I wanted to show funny, but heart mm. and smart and depth. Yeah. Yeah. So some people don't have that. They just have jokes. And if you have more to your soul, then yeah. you should bring that forth. I really I like that. I've, now, I haven't seen your full show, but I've seen the 20 minutes you do in The Best of Irish. And yeah, it's, it's lovely. It's really... Uh, yeah, I like that well, angle it, that you're taking. Yeah, well, mm. it is. But I use those jokes then as um, posts in my show. So like mm. you'll see the jokes, but then we'll go beneath that. So every joke you saw, there's a story about my mother or father beneath that joke or America. Yeah. So that you get the full sense of why. Why is she talking about this? Yeah. So, yeah. you know. And, you know, I, I think what you're talking about there, as in why, not, why is it me? Why not, why not me? I mean, I would say that I'm not the type of person that could have pushed myself the way other people could. Because I'm just not that kind of person. I, I just cannot go up. I cannot do the room, I uh, cannot work the room and talk to agents. You know the way you're meant to do? Network every time you're at, at some festival that you're meant but to don't you think do too, all that work. And I think like here, like we're here at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and I have a dear friend who I adore and I want great things for him mm. and good things are happening for him. So he, he has a manager who adores him and he, that manager's bringing in, you know, William Morris Agency and bringing in Netflix and bringing in television. Mm. So that's his... Pa- I don't know why that never happened for me. And mm. I've been very professional and very hardworking. But I have other things. Like, we're here. Like, we're doing shows. Like, sometimes what you have... Like, when I started doing stand-up, did I think I'd go to a festival in South Africa or Switzerland or be here hanging with you in Edinburgh? Like, 
That's isn't, amazing. Isn't that like enough? Like it is how enough. much to I, I wouldn't mind a few more pennies to go along with it. <laughs> yeah, to be yeah, honest. yeah. But that's the only thing is the the financial rewards aren't there, but the creative rewards are. But to even make a living uh, uh, out of something creative, it's to get that far. Yeah. And so many people have tried and they've had to go back to their jobs. I mean, yeah. so what are we bitching? I mean, not, we're not bitching, but what, am, what do I have to bitch about? I'm healthy. I've expo- gone around, not around, though. I've been in a lot of places in the world, mm. you know? What is that? I'm not like my mother who was trapped whistling over exactly. a sink full of dishes. God love her, and I love her. But that's mm. what the story is about, too. Her yeah. wanting me not to be trapped, having options. So look at this. We're, we can do anything we want. You have your guitar. Yeah. You have your orange microphone. I have the yellow one. Like We've just done a show to a, a group of people who loved it and yeah. really appreciated it. I think there's a certain part of the comic uh, personality that uh, doesn't handle rejection well, which is bizarre because you're putting yourself up there in front of an audience of drunk people half the time. I know. Well, but, uh, I also say growing up in an alcoholic family has been very helpful for me because you right. really know how to tolerate abuse <laughs> yeah yeah okay so you grew up being heckled uh, yeah, yeah, more than that but uh yeah, you know i don't know mm. uh, the comedy and the drunks like that's where i'm getting away from all of that that's why i, w- I want to do a theater piece that's what i've created I'm really not mm. interested that's why i come with subtitles in my show do you see how i explain my jokes yeah i'll bring up the word watergate a political crisis in my country in the 1970s i do subtitles so i can talk about anything so i pick some young people who may not know what i'm talking about but is that a technique that you came up with from doing the clubs Yes, because because one night there was these drunk young kids in the front and I wanted to rip their faces off because they knew nothing I was referencing. So I can't, most of my comedy does come out of anger and frustration. Mm. So I'm like, you don't even know what I'm talking about. Do you people even read the book? Do you know what a semicolon is? Like, what the hell am I doing? I went to graduate school. I don't need this. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I was telling you here about the Irish audience at the show, at the Irish show today is if I were more knew them better or more in my element or they knew me, I would riff like that. Oh, I yeah, but go. this is the difficulty of, me, of, of, of traveling. I mean, I've, I've done gigs in, in New York or in, in San Francisco as well, but it, it takes... It takes a week or two to be able to. You, you, there's certain words that people aren't understanding. Ah. You know that I would use here, and people aren't going to understand. And I presume the opposite as well. So yeah. it takes you a while to yeah, like be able to riff the way you would at home. You That's know? right. Yeah. And you have to like you have to be a loon, and you, you have to have that connection to do that. Yeah. And I've developed that now on the show. Mm. But like even in the states, if somebody goes, "What's the crack?" People go, "What are your cousins talking about?" When they asking me, "What's the crack?" Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. What's the fun? What's happening? What's up? Right? Yeah. So half the time, uh, if uh, say if I'm a- away, people, mm. the audience are, are a few seconds behind me because they're figuring, trying, "What did he say?" I know when Billy Connolly came to the States and I got to see him in New York, um, you know, and he's so renowned. Mm. And I remember he was at the Westbeth Theater in New York. And I know that he didn't think he had a good show. He was telling one of the people there. And it wasn't that. He was just speaking so quickly that, and I'm a fast speaker from New York. You didn't know what he was saying. Yeah. So he didn't have a bad show. It was that, you know, who knows? It could. He's a brilliant man. I just, we couldn't follow him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. That's Different speeds, different rhythms. So you got to slow it down and then mm. eventually... Right. You, you well, I'm a very fast talker. What people tell me on the air, slow it down. Slow it down a bit. But then I don't like losing my energy. So it's yeah. trying about... Well, I love the way... Yeah, you've, so you've turned that kind of frustration of the club into something that you put into your act. It's brilliant. Actually, Barry Crimmins did that as well, or has done that. Uh, well, I did not emulate that from no, him, no. I promise you. No, no, I'm not saying wow. you did at all, but I mean... Uh, the frustration of doing uh, intelligent material to a bunch of drunk people. Well, like, well, why, why do you even try? Like, it's well, you crazy. don't, and that's why I've kind of I don't like I don't care anymore if certain clubs if I work them or don't. Like, I don't even care. Yeah, and that took a long time because it's like a drug. You don't, you want you want you can't let go of it, and then you're like, oh, I can breathe better. Mm. And the theaters are really the places to be. Mm. But the the double edged sword with that is you have to have a certain amount of fame to. You know, because you fill theaters. Mm. I don't fill theater, theaters mm. because you have to have a certain amount of renown. If I had just one episode of Father Ted, my life would just be working out so well. Oh, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> we could get the <laughs> if I could work the Kilkenny cats laugh at, oh, you know, that's the whole thing. Everybody thinks their life's going to be better if one more thing happens. Mm. It would be if I did get hey, some. You never know. True. You do never know. You don't. You, you don't. don't. Know what's around the corner? Nobody. Do. Well, I do what's around this corner, but yeah, I know what you're saying metaphorically. Mm. So that's the deal. 
Well, thanks, Maureen. Thanks for, for chatting with me. It was my pleasure. You're very good at it. Very natural. Oh, yeah? Thank I, you. I worked in radio for a long time. I still do. You, you're very good at this with your fancy schmancy equipment. Fancy? Yeah. yeah it's, it's not so bad. A Zoom. You should get a Zoom, Maureen. I'm going to. Could They're you good. tell people that I'm at MaureenLangan.com if they care? Langan, L-A-N-G-A-N. Am I allowed this to do This is all going to be here in the podcast, so you just, you, yeah. you just tell people. Yeah, and Twitter yeah. and Facebook because you know how important the Twitter is for us. So yeah. it's all Maureen Langan. All but right. if you're a loony, don't. Yeah, don't. if you're a lunatic or a stalker, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Okay, thank you, Bye, Maureen. Mr. Rooney. Man, I'm at the city cafe. He had his head in the clouds. We had burgers and puns. He put a chip on his shoulder. Then he didn't it in Mayo. Mayo is where his father is from. Darren Walsh. Darren Walsh. Darren Walsh. Darren Walsh. Hello. Yes. Uh, well, I'm sitting here talking to Darren Walsh. I saw your show last night. It was Amazing, brilliant stuff. Uh, heavy on the puns. And uh, <laughs> what percentage would you say the show was puns? I said ninety-five percent. Ninety-five, really? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was sixty-five, but I think I'm kidding myself, aren't I? <laughs> it's pretty pun. It's pretty pun heavy. Pretty pun heavy. Uh, there, there are a few bits where you uh, you go. Don't uh, tell puns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and do great impressions. I mean, you do. Uh, what do you do in a Newcastle accent? Oh, yeah. Um, Dizzy Rascal's Bonkers. Hold that, hold that up. Uh, Dizzy Rascal's Bonkers in a yeah, Newcastle accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's not too bad. Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, no. Oh, yeah. In a Jennifer Lopez yes. singing like Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's brilliant. Okay, I'm just going to... Uh, up, or if you can get it into your mouth, the uh, mic. Yeah, 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 cool. Is that right? Uh, say something there. Hello, testing. Yeah, that's really good. That's okay, really good. Okay, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. And uh, I've just re- I just found out as we were chatting, Darren, that you have a very strong Irish background. I do. Yes. Two two parents from Ireland. They are. Yeah. Plastic. And by the sounds of it, really, really Irish. Well, I feel guilty just talking about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's how Irish you are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, what what is a plastic paddy? Is it someone? Who is Irish parents, but with an English accent, or is it just someone who thinks they're Irish? Um, I'm, not, I'm sure. not sure myself. I'm not sure. Ah, okay. I know. I, I know. It's uh, it's it's an odd thing. I mean, you were telling me yourself uh, if you said you were a Brit that the Irish cousins or whatever would be like, "Oh, you dirty yeah. Brit," or whatever. Yeah, that's strange. I remember as a kid visiting my relatives, hmm. and you'd say you're English. And they wouldn't bat an eyelid. But then sometimes you just say British instead of English. And then that's when they'd be like, ah, you're British, you know. Uh, it's it's <laughs> very odd. I, I remember talking to a fellow uh, who went to London for a year to work and came back with a slightly London accent. Yeah. And on a night out, he just got he got attacked by some people calling, <laughs> just calling him a Brit. It's God. like it's... Fucking ridiculous! Really. Yeah, yeah. And well, then we were quite, quite happy to take a- any kind of English player who declared for Ireland. Exactly. Well, <laughs> Re- Wayne Rooney could have, couldn't he? He could have. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, well, I'm sure yeah. he could have, but he didn't seem to be aware that he had any ar- Irish heritage. He didn't seem to be aware of anything in general. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, isn't he? Is his dad Irish? Or well, something? he must be Rooney. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and he looks as Irish as anybody could possibly he, he, look. He's not. Yeah, he looks more Irish than like anyone I've ever I've ever met. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. I did a gig actually because when he originally uh, came to the came to fame, he uh, when I was getting announced at doing comedy gigs in around the UK, the audience would immediately start. Shouting Rooney, Rooney when I was announced. Oh you know. no! And uh, one night in Birmingham, I, I said, "No, I, I'm, I have nothing to do with that uh, spud-headed fuck." And <laughs> <laughs> I just lost the audience. I didn't realize because oh, he's because no. he's quite a big hero. He was people a, love him, yeah, love him, yeah. yeah. Um, but whatever. Yeah, it's funny though. You can tell uh, an Irish-looking person straight away, can't you? Yeah, there's a certain I ruddiness think. and. Dish, <laughs> dish, 
bit of a dishevelled kind of head. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 did, I better not, you know, I'll uh, keep my mouth shut from now on. Like. <laughs> you can t- well, you, you're, Your father's from Mayo, your mother's from Dublin. I think you can, you're, you've got Yeah, dad's from Mayo. Um, it's from a little town called Derrykoosh. Derrykoosh. Uh, which is in between Westport and Castle Bar. Yeah. And uh, my mum's from Dublin, a place called Crumlin there. Right, right, yeah. So, um, yeah. My, it was funny because um, I was saying earlier, my dad came over when he was 20 to England. Mm-hmm. And he just still hasn't lost the accent. I mean, it's it's like he's tried to keep the accent. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He's like seven, nearly 70 now. Right. And it's still the strongest. It's like he's just stepped off the boat, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think there's a certain amount of effort been put into that. And, and the, 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 would he go back to Ireland much or...? No he, no, no, he lives in Thailand now. He lives in Thailand? <laughs> yeah, sounds like Ireland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not that kind of holiday, though, don't worry. Yeah? Has he, is, yeah. Has he got a bride? He hasn't, no. No, <laughs> no he just, uh, uh, yeah, it's the weather. Yeah? Brilliant. <laughs> wow. That's fantastic. Um, I, I, I would prefer Thailand to Mayo. Yeah. Personally. Well, it's funny, I asked, um, I asked my boss if I could go on... Um, a sex tourism holiday out there to Asia, but he wouldn't give me the Thai muff. <laughs> I've been quite well behaved. That's the only, yeah. that's the first pun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, uh, actually, you talk in your show a little bit about, uh, well, first of all, about your height. Yeah. And the fact that you thought you were diagnosed, well, your mother thought, is this true now? That's part of the show, or are you making this up? Um, are you? It is true, yeah. That bit's true. The, the Forster syndrome isn't true. But right. the Marfan syndrome is, um, I, when I was growing up, I did get checked out for it. Yeah. Because it means you you, you, you have a shorter life. Right. And, uh, yeah, they just measured me and they went, oh, no, you're just tall. I went, oh, all right then. Are, you, are your parents <laughs> not tall? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's, I, I do get asked that a lot. I stand to yeah. reason then. That you're yeah, they're not as tall as me, but. Yeah. Uh, well, you probably got more nourishment. They, they probably grew up I, something like potatoes. Something like that. Even, so. Yeah, <laughs> I think I drank a lot of milk. Something, something went wrong. Right, right. I don't know right. what happened. <laughs> and so the uh, fact that you are addicted to puns—that is not a condition. It's not. It's a, that's a no. made-up condition for the show, is it? Well, it's a real condition. The, mm. the condition exists. I mm. haven't got it. Do you know what? I haven't actually got checked out for it. Oh, okay. I'm just assuming I haven't got it. Right. Um, but yeah, Forster syndrome. It's, uh, it's when you have a brain tumour mm-hmm. and it just makes you just constantly tell puns. You can look this up online. Is so I, I just thought it would be funny to put that in my show. Yeah. Um, whereas in actual fact, I haven't actually got it checked out. So That's who knows? <laughs> amazing. But, but is that something that you've been doing, you've always done? You've always been making puns? No, well, I started, I started comedy six years ago. Right. Uh, six and a half years ago. I've never, told a, never written a joke in my life. Yeah. Not, not one joke. And the floodgates just opened. Uh, and now I've written three and a half thousand jokes of varying quality. Mm. I'd say about 1% of them work on stage, which is pretty low. Probably less than 1%, if I'm being completely honest. Um, yeah, it's just weird. But, I mean, do you remember a show called Catchphrase, Roy yeah. Walker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Say what I you see. I love that show. Yeah, say I love that show. Yeah. Um, so looking back on it, you can, I can kind of see why I loved it. You know, that was my thing. Mm-hmm. And even though my my act has developed naturally, you know, I haven't had any preconceived ideas before I started doing stand-up. Mm. It's kind of ed- ended up a bit like catchphrase, hasn't it? Well, some, yeah, because you're using uh, animation, animated yeah. pictures now or whatever. Yeah, so I animate bit. visuals and then you kind of guess the, well, the, you know, the pun really. So, mm. yeah, it's quite I think weird. you probably do need to go with visual cues. You couldn't possibly just do puns. Um, for a whole hour, could you? I, uh, without I mean, going pe- people do. Yeah. I, I personally, I, I'm, I'm not one of those acts mm. who just stand there for an hour telling puns. Yeah. I think that just, I don't think that'd work. No. Really, for an hour, just a bloke standing there telling puns for an hour. Uh, I no, I think I think the visual and uh, musical parts of your show like, really work. Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, yeah I do all, all the music myself as well. Um, uh, yeah, all, all the animation stuff like that. that. That's the bit I enjoy, really. Yeah. So, yeah, but it, it is strange. A lot of people, I think they come away from my show saying, oh, it's just a load of puns, you know. Whereas it is. But mm. I don't know, there's quite a lot of 
Oh, no, there's stuff Mars going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the, um, well, you, there's a kind of a prize thing where you, you kind of end the spot. And yeah, there's to, a game show element. Game show. Yeah. No, it's um, really good. Yeah, so I enjoy all that, you know. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fantastic. But every year I'm constantly trying to cut, like, cut the puns down just so there's a bit more balance in the show. But like last yeah. year I think I had about 85% puns. Yeah. Even though I've told it was 99%. Uh, this year, I think it's about 65% puns, even though you just told me it's probably more like 99 So <laughs> maybe I'm just deluded. Well, I suppose, they, I, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you, you uh, it's called the... You, you kind of push the idea that it's puns, so maybe maybe you get the idea that it's, it's not my fault. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Maybe I'll do a show next year called No Puns. I'll just do a whole hour with no puns in it. No puns intended, whatever. See how that goes. Yeah, yeah. And well, like, see, the better thing about it is, like, if if you did a normal, I think if a lot of comedians they do their stand up and then they throw in a few puns and it usually gets a groan. But if you just go for puns full on, <laughs> then you then it really works. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Then you go unapologetically. This is this is punish. Oh yeah, yeah. If you yeah, if you commit to what you're doing, yeah, then yeah. the audience will too. Yeah. Hopefully, most nights they do. Yeah, they did the night. Yeah, it was brilliant. And you um, had a, a TV producer in. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. The night before that, um, there was a guy sat exactly where she was. Yeah. With a big T-shirt saying BBC on it. Really? You know, it's like <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, I've also I've also heard this this fringe. There's been people walking around with T-shirts saying reviewer on it, which no. is really yeah, yeah. That's actually been happening. It's just really harsh, isn't it? That's b- ridiculous. Yeah, quite off-putting. I, I, personally, I'm, I don't, it doesn't bother me. Like mm. Some people don't want to know if you've got a reviewer or a TV person in because it makes them nervous, but I just, I'm just like, what the hell, yeah, you know. So. Oh, well, I mean, it's a very strange thing that the, your, your agent will tell you, uh, by the way, you've got somebody in reviewing, as if <laughs> every other night you just don't give a shit. You're just going to... Uh, and that yeah, you're no, going to really try harder <laughs> to be funny. No, well, I, I'm a, I do have a problem. As I, I'm a control freak. Like, I, I can't help it. I want to know everything. Yeah. If someone's in, I want to know. Um, uh, it, it, I do all my own tech. Uh, all my, I do my own cues. Mm. Uh, everything has to be kind of uh, overseen by me, which is um, not a good way to go, I think, because... Um, as I was saying earlier, I, I fractured my arm this fringe, so I had to cancel a few shows. Mm. And uh, when the I started doing them again, you realise how hard it is relying on other people and maybe that you shouldn't try and do everything yourself, mm. you know. So, yeah, a bit of a wake-up call, that, you know. How did you fracture your arm? I was cycling with a deck chair. Mm-hmm. Would, I, can, I don't need to say anything else, really, do I? <laughs> no. Very stupid. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the deck chair went into the front wheel, and then yeah, uh, yeah. So I, was, I landed in front of a busker, and then uh, I think he called an ambulance, and yeah, the rest is history. Wow, <laughs> I mean, it must have been quite a sight. Because you're quite a tall chap, aren't you? You're, what, what? How tall are you? I'm a tall chap. You yeah. are. I am. Uh, I'm six foot eight. Six foot eight. Yeah. 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 Any, any questions? No, just a minute. Six <laughs> foot eight of you, a bicycle and a deck chair. Must have been quite a sight. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like watching a giraffe sort of, you know, trip over, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the top three questions I get asked as a tall person are, uh, how tall are you? Which I don't mind. You know, that's I a reasonable question. Uh, are your parents tall? I've just Which asked is basically that. saying, are you a freak? <laughs> that's the subtext. Uh, and what's the other one? Do you play basketball? <laughs> no way, really. No, yeah, uh, which I don't. I've never played it. Yeah, in yeah. My whole life, so I can't jump. <laughs> yeah, there you're go. white, and as we know, white men can't. <laughs> yeah. Very white. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so what? Were you, you, what were you working at before you did the? You decided to go for a comedy. Well, uh, animator. All right, which okay. is where all the animations come in. Mm-hmm. On the uh, you know in the uh, show. Yeah. So I make use of all that. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, animated programmer, that kind of thing. I still do a bit of it, you know, uh, right. part-time here and there. Um, but, yeah, I kind of enjoy that too. Sometimes right. I enjoy that more than the um, writing process, you know, because I like making things. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoy that, that side of it. And so what made you just decide, oh, I'm going to do stand-up? I'm gonna, well, I've, always, I've just always been obsessed with comedy. Yeah. You know, like Father Ted, obsessed with that. Right. Uh, Big Train. Uh, yeah. Well, that's Arthur and Arthur Matthews, yeah. 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 Arthur Matthews just did the second series by himself, uh, didn't he? Yeah, and they both did the first series. Both did the first one, yeah. They're both, mm. both series are equally as good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit obsessed with that series. Uh, the Fast Show, uh, Limmy. Have you seen Limmy? Mm, no. It's great. So funny. Sketch Show. They didn't, they didn't broadcast it in England. It was just BBC Scotland. Oh, so right. he's a Glas- Glaswegian comedian. He just started putting videos online, you know, like before YouTube. And yeah. um, then they gave him his own sketch show just on BBC Scotland. Yeah. And it's the funniest thing since Big Train and yeah. all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I must yeah. check that out. Check it out. And it's it so never got funny. taken up. No, no, no. But if you know, if you like Father Ted and all that weird sketch stuff, yeah, you, you, you'll love Lemmy. Yeah. I'm a bit obsessed with that. So, yeah, I was always obsessed with that. Never knew anything about stand-up. And then um, I just started doing it. Um, I did a workshop uh, just to experiment, you know. I, all I knew about stand-up was Billy Con- Connolly, really. That's yeah. it. You know, didn't know anyone else. Um, and then, yeah, it, it's kind of... I think that held me in good stead, really, because there was no one I wanted to be. I was just doing what I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, after a few months, people would come out to me and go, have you heard of Tim Vine? Right. And I'd be like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, obviously, I'd chat to them. I was like, oh, wow, someone else is uh, mm. getting away with doing puns as mm. well. So, um, yeah, that, that comparison's been drawn up a lot, but... Yeah, obviously I didn't know who he was when I started, and um, now we've got the same agent, which is uh, oh, have you? Quite, yeah, yeah, quite bizarre. But, um, and, and if you yeah, and then just sort of carried on doing it, um, and yeah, I thought that's it really. Yeah. And if you're doing the clubs, do you bring the uh, the screen with you and the effects and all, or the laptop and I, whatever you're doing? I have been a lot recently bringing the mm. projector screen and stuff. Um, but I, you know, I do do club nights, you know, Saturday night rowdy crowds and stuff like that. Mm. Mm. Uh, where, where I literally just go on and chat to the audience and just, you know, make stupid jokes based of what they say and stuff like that. So I enjoy that as well. But, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, because basically a part of your show is actually punning on the spot. Well, I think it is. You, you, yeah. you go to the audience, give me a subject. Yeah, yeah. I, I, break, I break it up that way as well. I just say to the audience. Because the thing is, I've got a really bad memory. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, is, I've got a really bad memory, so that doesn't help. <laughs> um, but I, I can't remember all three and a half thousand of my jokes. Like well, no a, way. I, that's what I was saying. Uh, I mean, yeah. So because that's why I, I chat to the audience. I sort of say, you know, what do you do for a living, or right. you know, the standard stuff, or just uh, what shall I do a joke on? That kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, and then I, I they'll do a subject on like bricklaying or something like that. And I'll go, oh, oh yeah, I've got a joke on that. You know, I might have a, a job mixing cement next week. Uh, nothing concrete yet, but. We'll see what happens, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. So it's, it's easier for me. It's kind of like it triggers all these jokes that are in the the recesses of my brain. Okay, all right. They, they kind of pull them out. Right. So it's handy that way. But, um, yeah. And yeah. Uh, have your parents seen your act? <laughs> yeah. What, what um, did they think? <laughs> well, the first time my dad saw me, he just kind of went... No, he saw a YouTube video, I think, and he just went... "It's." It's just nothing but with everyone laughing. <laughs> Classic. And then uh, the second time he saw me, which was live, he just said, no comment. Because really? I, I did a Yeah, I did a joke about, I think, Irish people or something. I, he didn't like that. All right, yeah. <laughs> Still a little bit. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, my mum yeah, loves it. I did, a, I did my show in my hometown of Peterborough. My mum came. Yeah. And some of the people from her church came, her choir. Yeah, I was like, oh god, you know, yeah. I don't know how, what they're going to think of it, but um, yeah, it went okay. I got away with the swearing, so that's that's okay. Oh, well, like there was a there was a young kid at the at the show last night, and he he's loving it. There was parents. Oh, Wasn't the kid young in front kid of you, right over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. his mum. Yeah, yeah, they they were enjoying it. Yeah. Um, it's funny though because there was a bit in the show where I just do, you know, is this? I pick on a couple, and I go, is this your boyfriend? But there were no couples. That's right. So I had to go, is this your boyfriend? Yeah. To his mum, which is a bit yeah. weird, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it freaked the little kid out a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's funny, like, the night before that, there was a woman with uh, two little sons. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's definitely an over-18 show, so I don't know how they got in. But yeah, I got away yeah, with all I the naughty stuff. I guess it is, stuff. but I, I can understand why kids would like it as well. I mean. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah a I mean, bit of silliness there. It's a bit like... Because there was a bit, you know, I go turn sex down. Yeah. And, you know, there was the two kids. I think one of them kind of been older than eight. Yeah. And I was doing that, but... His mum didn't seem to mind, so yeah, it, got over their it doesn't heads, matter really, really, does it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck about, you say fuck about as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's you, right. You. Yeah, yeah. There's a few, and dip your testicle in beetroot oh, juice. Oh, yeah. 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 Which is diabolical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's. Yeah, I know, I, I could understand why kids would like it, which yeah. is a, a compliment, by the way, yeah. Um, oh, okay, our here's burgers the uh, burgers. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm Mexican. We're just doing live commentary on the uh, <laughs> on the, on the <laughs> burgers. <laughs> and uh, the yeah. Mexican is landing. Thank you very just much. Now. Cheers. Thank you very much. Just, uh, just going to stick that there. Is that chip on his shoulder? Yeah. You see, there is grease leaking from the chip onto my shirt. Yeah. But I don't mind because it's worth it for the joke. <laughs> I'll go to any lengths for a pun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is. There. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. You probably won't. We, we, we should eat now. And uh, okay, uh, but thanks for thanks for chatting. I don't know if you want to. We we could chat a bit after the burger, but let's see how let's we see, feel. Let's see how we feel. Okay, thanks. Okay, <laughs> yeah. see you after the break. Yeah. Okay, so we're back after uh, a burger and chips. Did you enjoy oh. that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the chips were a bit heavy, weren't they? They were heavy. Yeah, they were a bit greasy, heavy. Yeah, but no, you, you left most of your chips. It's fine. Fine. It's good. Um, uh, so, what are you up to then after the after the festival? Are you are you, are you in the my head again? Is, uh, my head isn't in that zone at all. But um, I'm I'm quite excited about this. Um, I've been doing a double act at midday every day, which oh, is right. just an experiment with um, another one-liner act uh, yeah. called Mark Simmons, and um, it's like a it's called Panel Show. It's a it's a panel show, but puns you know and we 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 only we're just messing about it's just an experiment yeah but it's really taken off uh we're we're both enjoying it more than our solo shows you know and um we think it'd make a great tv show so we're going to try and um develop that cool yeah see see what happens with that uh when is that on in the next couple of days yeah yeah if you want to see it tomorrow it's on at 12 30 12 30 yeah yeah pop along um yeah it's really fun it's just it's just daft. I mean, like we just come up with these gags. Like you know, we uh, we wrap up a present and you know play it, uh, pass it around the audience. Mm. And every time the music stops, they they take a layer off and stuff. Like that. And then at the end of it, it's a box of washing powder. We just go, yeah, well done. Um, that was past the parcel. And then and it's on with the next round. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of uh, yeah, it's that kind of stuff. But we're both like we're we're just laughing through every show. Yeah. You know, it's uh, we're both really enjoying it, and I think that's um, that kind of spreads in the around the room. So yeah. uh, we, we both we both lo- really like to develop that. So yeah, I'll probably focus on that. Okay, yeah, yeah. For now, yeah, because I've done two solo hours now, right? And it's quite it's quite a lot of pressure, you know, when you you, you come down yourself and you got all the people judge, you know, reviewers judging you and yeah. industry and stuff like that. Mm. So this other thing is it, it's just been no pressure at all and. Yeah, we we both just we just well, we're great. crying with laughter on stage but every day. So. That's brilliant, and it kind of it kind of reminds you why you started doing it. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Sometimes but it's a bit. Yeah, it's a no, bit I know. When you're doing stand you know. up, you kind of uh, it becomes a job at, at, at times. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. So and you've got you've got to do what you love and make your hobby your job, mm-hmm. and you've got to make sure you don't. I don't know. I don't think you should take it too seriously, no. which is uh, what I've sort of remembered by, uh, reminded myself by doing this midday show every day. Mm. You know, so every day we're just we're just like literally bent over with you know laughing yeah. at the same jokes. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> just listen to each other doing the same jokes every day. Just kind of um, yeah, but it's still funny. Well, that's brilliant. Yeah, you know, mm. and I, I I do improv with a group in in Ireland, and and I. I enjoy it so much more than stand-up, actually, because yeah, because you, you, as you say, it reminds me why, why you started. Because if, yeah, you're if you're doing it with someone who you've got the same, um, you're on the same sort of level with, mm. like in, t- in terms of timing and stuff like that, then it's just a joy, you know. 
sometimes I think people do improv groups with people they've never met before, and that's obviously a bit harder, isn't it? Cause yeah, you don't no, know, no, yeah, yeah. You don't know who's going to jump in when, you know. Where, oh, what, what, where are they going to go with something? Yeah. But if you're in the right, uh, yeah, if you're with someone that has the same sense of humour, the same kind of yeah ability to go anywhere with you. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing like that. Yeah, I mean, that's really how crazy. I started as well, was, was, was not doing stand-up, but uh, with a friend of mine uh, with a tape recorder, just pressing the cord and just messing. Did you? And that was... I used to do that with my sister. I used to... I had a tape machine. I think I was only eight years old or something. Mm. And I'd record all my burps one after the other yeah. and press pause and, and you know before I'd finish the burp. And then after about <laughs> three hours of burping, I'd just leave the tape recorder in her room with a note saying press play and then it's like for like you know <laughs> so you, you, I guess you could say that's how I started <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Um, but yeah no it's uh, but I mean the, that's the uh, that's how I I used to piss myself laughing just doing that shit but that's what you got recorded. that's what you yeah you need to yeah. And, yeah. and you've got to try and bring that back you do you back. do yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm giving myself a clip around the ear now you know yeah. Sometimes you gotta remember that you're not there to just go through all your material while someone judges you, and you're actually supposed to connect with the audience, you know, and enjoy it yourself. So, yeah. Um, how, how how many the the show I saw you do? Yeah, you did an hour. Yeah. Is that is that just um, new stuff or is it? No, some of it's new, some of it's really old. I just. Tried to, how, I, how many hours of stuff would you a, say? Was there a theme in that? <laughs> no, no, Not really, that's probably no. why I liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw well, this with a theme. It's like people in my show, um, the door staff, they say, if people arrive late, is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, there's no narrative. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. You're not going to miss, uh, there's no callbacks. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, you know? yeah. In so fact, it's like yesterday, you, people did come in late. Didn't they? Uh, they did, yeah. yeah. It didn't make a bit of difference. No, it didn't. In fact, you got to do the stuff that you'd done earlier again. Yeah, that's the first <laughs> time I've done that, actually. It? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out quite well. I might, I might do that again. Um, yeah. Yeah. So how many hours would you say you had of oh, material? I, I don't know, because some of it's probably so dated. They would be completely dated, but I couldn't do it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm probably not that. I'm not, I'm not like Tommy Tiernan, who writes an hour every year. No. Uh, I would say you do a lot of TV and stuff. Sorry, you do a lot of TV. I and do some TV, but I'm just saying uh, um, very lazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Another way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. I know. I should give myself uh, a boot in the arse, really. Oh, right, so what I saw was hilarious. I absolutely loved it. Okay. Yeah, but I did start uh, talking to the audience a bit more. I, I was. Uh, I think on Tuesday night or something, I just came in and I just started doing my set, and I realised, nah, I just I've got to just you got to kind of warm yourself to the audience, as you say. You have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. And uh, yeah, at the start of the show, the start of this month, I was um, I was just walking on stage, singing that just for starters song. Yeah. Um, and then I just go into my jokes, and now I kind of just chat to the audience. Yeah. A bit more because it's. Uh, you know, what are you drinking there kind of thing, you know, and just, yeah, it's just, a, it, it's more fun, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love your banter a bit, actually. Banter. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that's uh, that's about 5%. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. The robot, the banter robot. The banter bot, yeah, yeah. And the uh, observational comedy. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that yeah. is that is really good. That's brilliant. Uh, yeah. I'd love to do that on um, Live at the Apollo. You Just that <laughs> observational comedy bit. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow, what's all that about? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Wow, well, that was well, really good. <laughs> Can you use that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Uh, that, that uh, I, I, I must write more. I mean, obviously. And when you, when, when there's young, hungry comedians like you biting up my heels. No, I'm not that young. Well, well, I'll just pretend. I'll, I'll well, get away. You look young. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Exactly. I'll just. I'll just leave it at that. I won't. I won't, I won't say anything. No, don't say anything. You do. You do look incredibly young. Yeah. And uh, well, listen. Thanks a lot, Darren, for uh, for the uh, chat. Yeah. You, have you ever got? You're not doing any gigs in Ireland at all. Have you ever come over? In all? Ireland? Yeah. No, no. Um, I haven't gigged abroad much at all. I've um, have you not? Gigged in Texas for the World Pun Championships, and that's it. 
Um, but no, I'd love to. I, I always thought. Tell me more about the the World Pun Challenge. Uh, it's uh, it's American. <laughs> you got to turn up and do three minutes of a themed. It's on YouTube. Check it out. It's okay. on my YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, they they prefer you to pun in a theme. Okay. Uh, so I dressed as a chicken and did chicken puns. Check it out. I will. Or check it out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But no, I haven't. I always thought probably need to get a bit more of um, a name behind me before I went abroad, you know, because you don't want to be going abroad and playing to six people <coughs> or whatever. But I, yeah, I'd, I'd love to gig in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll see what I can do. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> it's funny because when I, when I won the Joke of the Fringe last year, I did loads of radio interviews. And by far the most fun interviews and chats I had were all the Irish stations because they just yeah. didn't take it seriously. Whereas here, it was like, well, we've heard that joke before, actually, and Sutton Such says he blow, and it was all so, yeah. do you know what I mean? It was, all this, it was quite serious for one one joke. Yeah. But and when, I, when I spoke to the Irish stations, they were just all, we were just bent over laughing, you know, right. just for the whole, you know, 10 minutes or however long, however long it was. So, um, yeah. yeah, there was a definite difference. You I know it's the difference, it. difference between Irish and, uh, right, and okay. the English media. It was a lot more cynical here. Wow, cynical yeah. about puns. Wow. Yeah, well, I think kind of I think English press is quite cynical in general. We mm. love to see people fail, mm. <laughs> which is good in a way. It keeps people in check. But yeah, I, was, I thought that was an Irish trait as well. But I'm what cynicism? Kidding. No, loving to see people fail. You know, okay. we all like to yeah. see Bono <laughs> land on his arse somehow. Yeah, or Bob Geldof. Okay. Who does he think Daniel he is? O'Donnell. Yeah. Isn't he the richest man in Ireland? <laughs> I don't know. Is he? I think he is. is Daniel he? O'Donnell, yeah. Probably, yeah. You know well, what he does, though? He tours, like he would do a tour of America, but he, he flies, the audience fly over from Ireland <laughs> and just go to every gig. That's <laughs> 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 uh, that is That is an episode of Father Ted, isn't it? Uh, I know, yeah. I mean, that yeah. is so funny. I know, yeah. write that. So he doesn't even have to sell to American people. <laughs> so he just puts on his jumper and says, come on. Goes the out. same audience, follow him. So Drive, he's drives via the he's Women's in Institute. Tour bus, and then yeah. there's another five coaches of the audience following the tour oh bus my God. <laughs> to the next venue. And they all go, oh, that's so funny. They all go abroad where they could just stay in the same yeah. country and see him there. They go, yeah, and they follow him. And uh, <laughs> I presume they, yeah, maybe Alzheimer's helps them, you know, because they <laughs> they've forgotten yeah. they've seen him the night before <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you know did I do my Alzheimer's joke last night uh, yeah yeah. You, well I, I've forgotten uh, moving on uh, <laughs> <laughs> you did no what is it tell, tell us what it is oh no come on uh, oh that's it yeah I did a gig for um, this charity and they were all going the audience they were really up themselves they're going do you know who I am? You know, all the way through my set. I was like, that's a bit rude. But then I realised, you know, it's yeah. an Alzheimer's charity. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 there you go. You've made brilliant. me tell that now. No, nah, it's brilliant. Brilliant. Um, thanks again, Darren. Uh, been an absolute pleasure. And uh, I hope your arm gets better soon. You can edit out all the um, the boring bits. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's fantastic. I'll just stick that out there. Okay. Including the boring bits. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thanks, Darren. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, yep, the Darren Walsh there, and a, a lovely fella. And uh, hopefully, I'd love to see him coming over to Ireland doing a few gigs. Um, in the, if I if I've happened to do it, he will be. I'll, I'll try and get him over to the club and run it, I suppose. Well, uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, look, I'm out here on the uh, Sunday Sunday afternoon, uh, just going for a walk and. Uh, the berries on the hawthorns are out and they're red, big clumps of redness, quite nice. And uh, there's some blackberries growing, which Duana, my lovely daughter, is picking and eating as we go for a walk. And indeed, yesterday we picked some uh, blackberries and uh, apples from the back garden and made apple pie or apple tart as we call it in Ireland we made two apple tarts and then just stewed a load of apples 
and uh, I've been eating apple apple tart. I'm gonna call it tart, okay? Apple tart and custard. I've had three health. I came back from a gig last night. Where, oh, after my gig last night, I went to see uh, well, my Jimmy Smith, who I've interviewed on this, was said he was doing a gig, a gig up in JJ Smith, but I went up to after my gig just for the last. 10 15 minutes, but it, he didn't tell me he was doing a gig with Mary Coughlin, so she was on, and uh, uh, it was really good. And she, oh, she sang the last song she sang. What was that last song? But it, it, it went into You Send Me, and then uh, uh, Send In the Clowns. But the song that she sang, I can't remember because anyway, uh, but uh, she was really, I'd never met her before, and she was really nice. And uh, she gave me one of her CDs, and uh, she said she'd do the podcast, so I hope so. And um, uh, and also, another girl called Carrie, who's a new, uh, just got a CD out, um, a girl who used to uh, break horses, you know, train them or whatever, and uh. She's got an album out now, so I'm going to interview her actually in a couple of days for the podcast. Uh, and she's going to sing a few songs. That's something to look forward to. She's good. She's really good. I've listened to the album. So uh, yeah, that's that's it. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, I'm going to have to wrap this up now because people walking towards me and they're going to look at me and think I'm insane if I'm just talking to myself here. But thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to Daniel Rooney for uh, music and production, and for Castaway Media for hosting it, and uh, Andrew Mangum for production as well. So thanks a lot, and uh, yeah, give us uh, more feedback as well because I did get some. Uh, I do like it. And uh, you uh, Twitter, Joe Rooney One, uh, Joe Rooney Comedian dot com, and uh, yeah, that'll do. Okay, see ya. Bye bye. <laughs> Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.